This is Corey Gray and Tony Stewart from Hairdistry. Thank you for tuning in to the Hairdressers Podcast. Now here's a word from our sponsors. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Elizabeth Fay, and I am a huge Schedulicity fan, enthusiast, um, promoter. So what Schedulicity can really do for your business and what it can do for your life um, is so amazing. So it's a modern tool that's going to help you systemize all the procedures in your business. And they're probably some of them are ones you didn't even know you have or you should have. It's going to systemize them. It's going to make everything streamlined and do it for you while you sleep. And this is the way that you can make more money and have more quality of life. So everything from upping your rebooking rates to taking deposits, helping you enforce your no-show and cancellation policies, all the way to your email marketing, and even the way you get tipped and process payments. It's like having a front desk, an assistant, and a virtual assistant all in one in your pocket for such an affordable price. So if you haven't already gotten... Hello, everyone. My name is Jerry Natuno, and this amazing podcast is brought to you by Schedulicity. day off. My name is Corey. And of course, I'm sitting with my best friend, Tom. What's up, buddy? What's going on, brother? You ready for module four? I'm ready for module four, bro. So, uh, so, uh, module four, uh, with Britt Carmichael. So we're, uh, this is really cool. This is module four of shine school with Britt. Um, you know, Britt's awesome. She's given us some, uh, a, a couple, a, a couple few weeks of, of great information. So we're just carrying it on. It's gonna be a six part series called shine school with Britt Carmichael. And, um, you know, so we're, we're, we're opening it up and today yeah. we have practice the F word. And not your favorite F word. Not if it's well, then why are we even recording if it's not right. my favorite okay. F word? <laughs> Maybe it is your favorite F word. <laughs> yeah. Either way, we're going to practice it. We're going to practice it nonetheless. Um, yeah, dude, I'm excited about this. I think the modules have been really, uh, really good. I think people are really um, uh, enjoying them. So uh, can't wait to. Uh, I know I have been. I know I definitely know I have been. So uh, shall we bring her in? Let's do it, brother. Miss Britt Carmichael, welcome back to your day off. Hello, hello. It's so good to be back. And I am so ready to dive in deep into the heart space today. Yeah, no, there's no doubt. So, um, so tell everybody what F word we're talking about. Yeah, well, unfortunately, it is not your favorite word. However, we are going to practice forgiveness today. This is the, and you know, the other word for the F word when we practice forgiveness is freedom. So we're going to practice the forgiveness that we need to set ourselves free so that we can let go of the pain and the burdens of the past that seem to haunt us in the present day. That is so true because so many of us carry um, some craziness, uh, you know, with us when we don't forgive. Yeah, no and, doubt. You know, and, and later on, I'll get into the story about you know about my dad, and mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm sure people have heard it on the podcast before. Well, it, there's no better space to retell that story. I would, I would argue exactly. But <laughs> go ahead, uh, Brett. Let's uh, let's dive in. 
Yeah. It's incredible what can happen when you allow yourself the space to find forgiveness. You know, the first lesson inside this module is all about the F word. It's really the theory behind what does forgiveness even mean? And the most important thing I want to remind you is that forgiveness doesn't mean forgetting. It doesn't let the other person off the hook. It doesn't mean that they, what they did was right. All of this is really important to know when going through this process of healing, because when we're, when we need to forgive something, that means something intense has happened. Um, and that can vary. That can range from small intensities to like traumatic experiences that shape our life and our belief system. And so we have to remember that when we are forgiving other people, we're actually letting ourselves off the hook, not anyone else. It gives us the permission to say, you know what, this may have happened to me in the past, but I can see that there's a silver lining. I can see the strength. I can see the lesson. And forgiveness doesn't happen until you can reach that lesson. And there are different levels of this forgiveness process. First is awareness. We have to even be aware that we're carrying resentment. A lot of the times we act unconsciously out of pain or out of fear. And so once we have that awareness, you know, I have been wrong. There has been something in the past that's bothering me. That awareness then sets the tone for allowing you to have that space to start to understand and explore. A lot of the times when we've had traumatic experiences in our life or people that have wronged us, we just lock it in a closet and close the door and we never even look at it again. And what people don't realize is that we're operating from our subconscious and where we lock those things in the dark corners is our subconscious. And so we don't realize that that grievance as a child actually makes a huge difference in why we can't get a promotion in our job or why we can't find a loving relationship because our dad walked out on us. You know, so many times the things that we experience, especially if it happened in a young age, um, if it happened before the age of 11, we develop what's called a critical factor about that age. And that's essentially your ego, your protection and barrier um, foundation. And so anything that was done or said to you before that age is taken as 100% truth. And to the child, you don't know any difference. Even if you're, even if your mom said something like, and it was just a, a semi joke, like, man, you're just like your dad, but you end up realizing that your dad's qualities or traits are not the most positive or suiting to you. You end up thinking, well, then I must just be like my dad. And you keep repeating those same patterns. So we have to find where these triggers came from, especially if they happened before age 11. Do you guys feel like um, anything that's happened in your past, like traumas or things that people have done you wrong, that ended up somehow overshadowing the present day for you? I mean, a hundred percent. I mean, I think that anybody that would that that would say otherwise is lying, right? I mean, it's we spend we spend eighteen years getting to be an adult, and then we spend our entire adulthood trying to heal from our childhood, right? Like, like that kind of seems the seems the path here. And I don't want to generalize that, but but you know, that's it's the conversation that 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 we continue to have, right? Um, yeah, I mean, I know, I, I know, like for me, I had a, I had a weird like with my dad, you know, like, like I, I had to find forgiveness because growing up being, being a young kid, you know, we, we, we had a pretty like crazy, like upbringing, you know, and, and, and as an adult, all I wanted to do was beat his ass. I was just waiting for him to be old enough to where I could beat his ass. Right. Like, this is my thought. And then, and then what happened about 10 years ago is my dad was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, you know, and then, and, and as he started to degrade, you know, it was no longer, he was no longer that guy. You know, he was no, and, and I had to find, I had to go, you know what, what I know in, in the most healing words that I've, that I've convinced myself are, is that we all as parents are doing the best that we possibly knew how, 
you know, and that doesn't mean that they didn't make mistakes. I didn't mean whatever, but, but it, but it allowed me to kind of release any kind of, uh, of, uh, energy or, or anxiety or, or whatever that, 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 that brought me, you know, and, you know, that was, I, I, his dad was a coal miner. It was a tough coal miner. My dad wasn't that, but you know, he could be, he could be, I would say too tough at times. Right. For me, I, I, I had like my dad, you mentioned it earlier uh, about dad splitting. My dad took off when I was like two. I didn't even know my dad. Um, and, um, and there's a couple of times growing up that, you know, I've talked to him on the phone that he made promises that he didn't keep. Right. But literally, I mean, that's, that could have been two or three times that I remember. Um, so uh, about 10 years ago, he uh, he calls me. He's in the hospital and he's on his deathbed. Uh and he asked if I would come and uh, come see him. And, you know, I, I struggled with that decision because, you know, I try to convince myself that I really did. I don't know him. I don't have any feelings for him. Why do I need to go see him? Right. I'm thinking that oh, there's no there's nothing to forgive because there's nothing there. But that that was the farthest from the truth. And uh so when uh, I decided to go see him, I thought it was the perfect opportunity to show my children what forgiveness looked like, right? That was more the reason of, for anything is to show them what forgiveness looked like. Because if he did pass away and I didn't go, he's gone. I have to carry that for the rest of my life. You know what I mean? So I uh, I grabbed my wife and my, my two children and we went to the hospital and we uh, went to go see him. And uh, I told him, hey, you know, I'm, I'm not mad at you. I totally forgive you. Um, if you do survive through this and if you wanted to create a relationship, hey, you know what I mean? You have my phone number and, uh, you know, I'm going to pray that you do make it through this. And, you know, we can we can start over. But I wanted to show what uh, forgiveness looked like for my children. And so if they ever came into a situation where they needed to uh, forgive something that they knew what it looked like. And so that's, uh, that, that's my, my forgiveness you know story. A, you know, what's interesting about that is that you said that, that if he was gone, you have to live with that. But, but the truth of it is, even if he's alive, you're the only one living with it. He's not living right. with that resentment. He's not living with that, with that. And maybe there's regret to him, but, but he's not living with that resentment and that same anger, right? He's not living with that. Whether he's alive or whether he's dead, you're the only one. Right. But, but if he's alive, I always have that opportunity that I could do that. Right. No, no, no. I, I get what you're saying. I'm just saying the curse of not forgiving. Right. Is that you're the only one that lives in that space. Nobody else is living in that space with you. Right. Yeah. A hundred percent. You know? Yeah. You're definitely right about that. And I'm glad that you brought that up because when you said that, Tony, I thought the same thing. I thought, man, there's a lot of people out there that have people that have passed over that they still are holding resentment towards. And that's exactly what this first um, lesson in the practice, the F word is all about. I provide you with a forgiveness meditation that walks you through the process of being able to heal and release and actually speak your truth, even if they aren't alive. And that is where I found the biggest shift and change in my life and learning to love myself was when I did this forgiveness meditation, and, and I'm going to walk you through the process of it really quickly so that you guys have this idea of it, because I know you can do it on your own. And this is the thing that changed my life completely. Because what I found in going through this forgiveness process, like you said, Tony, I didn't even think there was anything to forgive. I kind of felt the same. I'm like, fuck it, I'm good, whatever. Like, <laughs> no, when I put my 19 year old self in this forgiveness meditation, I was like, whoa, girl, we have a lot to work on. And that's what changed my life. 
And so I just want to share that really quickly. In this meditation, we have what's called the listening chair. And what's great about it is you're using your imagination. So they don't have to be alive. You don't actually have to call them up on the phone or visit them on their deathbed. You can actually do this in your mind because what people don't realize is that our imagination is one of the most powerful tools that we have for manifesting, for creating, and for experiencing this life, whether we realize that we're living in the, our, our reality or what's actually happening. You know, our imagination makes up a lot of things. And I'm sure you've had people in your life where you're like, mm, I think you're, what are you talking about? That's not actually happening right now. So our imagination is extremely powerful. So we use that to do the forgiveness process. And what you do is you imagine the listening chair in front of you. And anyone who sits in the listening chair has to listen. They cannot speak. It's like they are silenced so that you have the, the safe space to be able to share how you feel. Because a lot of the times we feel like we'll be attacked if we share our true feelings. And that pushes us further away from actually wanting to open that dark closet and let the light in. So in this meditation, you imagine whoever you need to forgive come and sit in the chair. Well, for me, it was my stepdad. It was my mom. It was my uncle who called me Brickney, which gave me the belief that I was fat at age eight. And so growing up all throughout high school, my belief was, well, I'm so fat. I'm so fat. I'm so fat. Even though I look back at photos of myself and I absolutely was not, my uncle just made a joke. And that's what I talk about. Sometimes adults or friends make jokes when you're young that end up sticking into your subconscious as truth and belief. And I operated from that belief for a very long time, which caused decades of self-hate, depression, torture, wanting to kill myself, all the things because some you know goofy comment that was just meant to be a joke because he was picking me up and went, oh wow you're heavy you know like ha 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 it ended up shaping my entire reality so my uncle sat in the chair I had a lot to say to him <laughs> <laughs> and at the very end of it my husband who guided me through the meditation asked is there anyone else you want to sit in the chair and it was my 19 year old self over 200 pounds short black hair freaking 18 piercings in her face like angry ball of fire. And I looked at her and I said, why were you so angry? And what you do in this forgiveness meditation is once you've let it all out, you can actually get up and trade places. And so I got up and I trade places with my 19 year old self. And she responded and she said, because I had so much love to give and no one to give it to. And that was the moment that I finally found what freedom really meant because I felt this huge weight lift off my shoulders and realized that all the love that I've been trying to give to every boy that slept with me didn't come back. That wasn't how it worked. It was when I gave myself the love that I had been searching for outside of myself that actually fulfilled that deep soul need that I was craving, not from my partner, not from anyone else. It had to come from me. It's called self-love for a reason, not your husband's love, your wife's love, your mama's love, your partner's love. It's, it's called self-love. That's the ultimate, most fulfilling uh, connection that you'll ever have. And in the next module, we'll be definitely talking about those connections. But before we can make those deep and lasting connections, we have to heal the heart space. If we have walls built up around ourselves and create that barrier that pushes pain out, but also pushes pleasure out, then we have a problem. And so this forgiveness meditation helps you to break down those walls that are locking the love out that you've been searching for from yourself and so, allowing from other people. So that works. So I would just go into this meditation, set whoever I'm angry or haven't forgiven set them in this chair and they would just sit there quietly and I would just totally open up to them. A hundred percent. Why I feel what, what I feel. Hmm? What I feel, just talk about, you know, what I feel, how I feel and why I feel it. 
Yeah. I mean, my unloading on my uncle was like, I can't believe you called me, Brittany. It ruined my life. I thought I was back. Look who's back now. I mean, my ego was definitely involved in the forgiveness process because that's what I've been operating off of. And so I just, you have to let it all out. It's a purge. It's a release. If we hold on to anything that we're going to carry that into the future. So for me, it's all about letting it all go, not holding back, finally being in a safe enough space where you can express yourself. You know, one of the other exercises that we do inside this module is writing a letter. Some people don't like to write. That's why I have you do it in your mind. So if you need to release any more that you're holding on to, you can use a letter and you don't have to send it to anyone. I, I personally have you burn it in the ritual and the release ritual that we do in this module. We write the letter to who we need to let go or express our feelings and emotions. Because if you think about it, emotions are energy and emotion, emotion. And when we hold on to energies that aren't serving us, it creates this build of toxicity, whether we realize that or not. And so it's really important for us to purge out all the emotions that are connected to any of that pain that we're carrying from the past. Wow. That's like, that's power stuff right there. It's like, I, I forget if it's the first or the second module, but you know, where she talked about where you had to wear your nameplate, it's kind of like on that same, mm-hmm. it's like that same kind of like release, you know, you're, you're able to get rid of this because well, one, what this whole shine school does is that, or what it seems like certainly up to this point is that you're just addressing what needs to be addressed, right? And 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 so much in life, we're, we're, we're avoiding that or we're not doing that. And this gives you the, the you know, again, to use a phrase that's way overused, but it gives you the safe space to kind of do that. You know, that's what Shine School is kind of allowing you to, allowing you to heal, man. Yeah. It, it, this is game, life-changing kind of stuff, man, you know? And I love burning that. So when I write the letter, nobody's going to read it, right? It's just between me, the pencil, and the paper, right? Yeah. And there are some people that feel called to share that letter. They want to express and let those other people know. But if it's in a space where you know that person's not ready to receive it, that person um, will never change. Maybe they're narcissists and they won't even hear what you're saying. You don't you're not obligated to send it to to put it out into the world, to blast it on your social media. Personally, for me, I do this every month on the full moon. The full moon is our monthly reminder to release, to let go of these burdens. You know, the truth is so many people carry these burdens for decades or years or whatever the case may be until they explode or until they like implode. And what I like to do is use the moon as a reminder. Hey, we're shedding like it's it's here. It's time to let go because the truth is we're going to experience pains all the time. It's never, it's not like we heal and we're perfect and it never happens again. No, we heal and it happens again. And now we know how to deal. And so for me, I use the full moon as that monthly reminder. It's time to let go. It's time to release. And so if I, I always, and I host monthly full moon goddess gatherings where we write down on a piece of paper, all the things, all the negative beliefs, all the painful emotions, anything that's toxic, that isn't serving us, we write it down and then we burn it in a bowl of fire so that we can purify ourselves of these pains and the darkness that we tend to pick up. And we're going to pick it up no matter what, even if we aren't trying to, if we're just human and we're empathic and we pick up different energies, especially as hairdressers, we are constantly serving and providing and loving on other people, opening up that safe space behind the chair to talk about those things that are bothering people. You know, that's really what got me into this work is working behind the chair and saying, okay, what's going on? Or they would say, oh, I hate the way that I look when I just did this beautiful balayage on them. I'm like, are you kidding me? You look amazing. <laughs> and they would just be like, I don't see it. I just, I hate myself. And that's when I started doing this deep work. I realized that how we think about ourselves and how we feel on the inside makes all the difference on what we show on the outside and how we feel about ourselves. And 
and and ultimately that boils down to the worth and what we believe we deserve. Mm. It's so it's so cool how it just all comes back to that, right? Like like charge your worth or know your worth or whatever. These are like keywords, but but there's so much work before the worth. Oh yeah. Right? So oh. it kind of this is this is kind of like the insight to 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 what that all, to what that all means. Yeah, so this, the, this the, topic's the, totally ringing a bell on me, man. Is it bing yeah. bing? So yeah, <laughs> he's got a grandfather clock binging in his head. <laughs> uh, well, you know what is interesting? Um, as a psychic, one of the methods of communication for me to receive information is my ear rings. It it'll like bing. Someone hits like a chime bell in my ear, and I'm like, oh need to pay attention. So it's fascinating that you're having all the bells ring for you too. So the next lesson in forgiveness is once we've realized that we have that awareness of like, okay, I'm hurt. I've got some pain. I'm holding on to some anger. And ultimately anger just represents that something is unfair. And so what we do then is we, that we have a worksheet inside this next lesson and it's called lessons learned. And what we do is we write down all the things that have caused us pain in the past shitty relationships, the way that our parents treated us, the way that we allowed ourselves to treat ourselves, all those things that we've experienced. And then on the other side of the paper, we write down, what was the lesson learned? What was the silver lining? How did I grow from this? Because the truth is nothing is happening to you that isn't causing you to grow forward, expand outside your comfort zone. And we, it's like we linger way too long in the pain and we don't quickly find the solution. We don't search for that silver lining. And I feel like that's the biggest difference that helps us move through what we will experience moving forward. There's going to be ups and downs. And when we can hit that down moment and go, Oh, I'm in that moment. How do I find what's the next step? What's the creative solution? What's the good that can come from this? That's the question I ask myself when anything, when anytime shit hits the fan, the first question in my head is what good can come from this? And that automatically shifts me from victim mode into, Hey, there's a creative solution and I'm going to move forward despite what is happening. And so when we can write out all the lessons that we've learned, I, I, I grew to love myself because my uncle called me fat. It took a long time and I walled in that bullshit for a long time. But now that I realize that we can shift that and we can do it really quickly, that's why I'm here to provide these tools. So when we can find the silver lining and the growth that we've experienced through each hardship or pain or trauma, that gives us the sense of freedom that we move forward with that feels lighter. And so that we don't have to carry the heaviness of the pain. We just take the lesson learned and, and the wisdom that came from it. Love, love, love. I know, right? I love it, man. <laughs> Hello. What do they call that? Silver lining, right? Mm-hmm. Where's the silver lining, and how and how can we? Now, I'm sure it's happened to you, and I'm sure that it happens to everybody that that kind of goes through Shine School. There's got to be a. I would imagine that I don't see the silver lining in this. You know, I don't see the silver lining in being called brickly or, or whatever, whatever that is. You know, so so when you're when you're, what's the next kind of? If you're stuck there, you know, do you just kind of move past it and go, okay, the lesson will come at some point? You just have to have faith in that? I definitely think there is time and forgiveness happens in layers. You know, it's interesting. I was sexually abused by my stepbrother as a young girl, and I went through a lot of healing and forgiveness. And I went to a yoga festival one time, and she had us pray to the East and sit on our root chakra and all kinds of crazy stuff. And I started bawling, crying like a baby. And I remember Chris, after the meditation, he was like, 
who was crying? And then I realized, oh my God, that's my wife. She's sitting right next to me. Oh my God. <laughs> when I realized is when I, when I went through this healing process, I, I said to the shaman and I said, I thought that I healed this. I thought I was over this. And she was like, no, honey, like it's still stored in there. So for me, it, it is about layers and time and process. And something you said, Corey, is really the ultimate um, realization to be able to let people off the hook is everyone's doing the best that they can with the knowledge that they have in that moment. No one's no one's, most people aren't trying to maliciously screw up other people's lives. They're just operating out of pain or out of fear or out of old programs that they've learned from other people and they don't know any better. And so it takes time to come to that awareness that one, they didn't do it on purpose and, and okay, maybe they did. Well, you still have to continue to ask yourself what good came out of this? How did I grow? And when you ask those questions, the answers will find you. Now in time, maybe when you're ready to hear it in the right moment, but if you are willing, it, all we need is a willingness. If you are willing to let go of the pain, I can promise you the answer will find its way into your life. You just have to make the space of not grasping to the anger and, and only focusing on how bad it was. Mm, that's a lesson. Yeah. There's a lesson learned right there, man. <laughs> that's a lesson learned. All right. The last lesson in this module is called drop the drama because here's the deal. A lot of the times we get involved in these situations because we're meddling in energies and people and experiences that we probably know we shouldn't be dealing with. And so my biggest rule is if you, if that, if someone else was sitting in the room with me, would I say that about them? This is my ultimate drama tip. If you're, what you're going to speak out of your mouth to someone else, if it's about somebody, would you be willing to say it if they're sitting in the room? And if the answer is no, then that's where we have to start cleaning up our responsibility in the way that we engage with other people. It's so important. You know, I think Eleanor Roosevelt said something about like small minds talk about people, average minds talk about events and great minds talk about ideas. And that's ultimately what I'm talking about. You're surrounding yourself with people who want to move forward, who want to use their creativity, their passion to make a difference and an impact rather than just talk shit and bring other people down. Uh, that is 1000% uh, part of my journey. You know, I was definitely at some point, you know, talking hairdresser, you know, I was definitely a backroom person that would, that would sit and snip and stuff. And, 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 you know, part of my growth is to recognize that, you know, I'm, th th there's nothing that's good that's coming out of this and, and to move on. And now I actually, whether good or bad, I'll remove myself from that situation. You know, I won't, if, if it's happening, I'll just, I'll remove myself. I won't, I, I definitely won't join in. Um, or whatever. If it's someone that I'm like, I feel pretty comfortable with, you know, I'll be like, dude, we shouldn't be doing, you know, we shouldn't be talking about that. But, you know, if it's just somebody that I, I'm not that close with, or I don't have that trust or respect from and to, then, then, you know, I'll just ignore it and, and walk out of the room. I think that's so important. You know, we have to be the leaders. We have to be the one to set the example. And if we're going through shine school and if we're willing to wake up and own our authenticity and reclaim our power, then we have to be the ones that make the difference and not wait for other people to set the tone. And I think it's really important that we focus on collaboration and connection and supporting each other's growth because we're all hurting. We have all gone through pain. That's what I've learned in working with thousands of women is that everyone has a story and it's, and most likely it's worse than yours. And so it's really important that we be that light and be that supportive person and say, you know what, I'm done. We're going to break this cycle. We're going to break this pattern. And ultimately I feel like that's what this module is all about is breaking the cycle so that you don't repeat the same patterns and pains that your parents learned that passed on to you. It isn't your DNA or it isn't, you know, like in the bloodline, like it's just a learned behavior and we have to unlearn that.
I love it, man. The buck stops here. Yep. Right. And that's, you can't, you can't ever say the buck stops pointing, right? Yeah. (laughs) The buck stop has to be with you. You know, this is such a good, this is such a good module. I could spend three hours just on this, uh, just on this module alone. Yeah. This is the, this one, I always recommend um, everyone to go through shine school multiple times, especially this module, because there's probably multiple things that are stacked. Like we talked about, um, forgiveness and healing is like a layered onion you know we can forgive these different things that have been like the biggest looming thing that we're like oh i know it's my mama or i know it's my ex-boyfriend um but what we don't realize is that there is so much more darkness buried beneath that that has been this like trickle down effect and so once we heal that top layer then we can have the new perspective the new courage and confidence in ourselves and self-love and worth to go oh okay i see how this has continued and created different roots and areas that it keeps stemming from this one issue. And so it doesn't have, I always say self-love does not happen overnight, but if you have a willingness, it will continue to expand, to grow and to heal. Before we shut this down, this episode, uh, can, 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 will this work in reverse? Like if I need forgiveness from somebody else and they, and they're no longer here, can I put them in the chair and plead my case and then flip it? I mean, you know what I mean? A lot of times that, you know, We've done stuff to others as well because through hurt and anger, and you might not have the opportunity or ever see them again, or and they might have moved on. I mean, and you might need that that forgiveness to move on because you're carrying that. Yeah, a hundred percent. You can absolutely flip it, and I think that's really beautiful of you to even have that question, thought, or concern. I mean, that shows so much growth. Awesome. That's awesome. I, I like that too. You know, like like being able to offer forgiveness, right? Is that it? You're offering forgiveness or you're offering an apology, right? Like yeah. you're in a position to offer an apology and say, Hey, you know what? I did you wrong in this moment. And and, and I apologize, but I was only doing not a, but there's no button that, right? No buts and apologies, right? No buts and apologies. That's, <laughs> you know, it's interesting. I had a friend ask me just this, this week and she said, have you ever had to go back and forgive yourself of doing something? And you know, it's interesting because my answer before she had asked me was always like, no, I made, I did every action based on the best that I knew at the moment. And whether it was good or bad, I can't judge that. I have to know that it set people on different paths that maybe they needed to, as well as myself. But the truth is when she asked me that question, I had just read a letter from my biological father who had passed away. And he wrote all these letters from jail when I was a young girl. So that was the most that I really knew of him. And as I was reading the letter, he said, hey, I'm getting out in 2005 and I really would like to be a part of your life. And that was the year I graduated high school. And I remember in 2005, he said he was going to move to Houston. But if, if I would be willing to have a relationship, he would move to Dallas. Well, it turns out he did move to Dallas because in 2005, I came home from school one day and I saw his blue truck pull up in the front yard and I freaked out and I ran out the back door and I left and I bald hysterically after reading that letter of saying, Hey, I'd love to come see you in 2005, because I realized that I just wasn't ready. I didn't know any better. I was doing what I thought was right for me, but I could see how that maybe put a stop to the relationship that we could have had while he was alive for three more years. And so that was a huge forgiveness piece for me that I didn't even know was in there. And so that's why I say it's like a layered onion. We just have to start with the heaviest let go of those burdens. And then as we do, we have the courage and confidence to continue the healing process. Courage and confidence. Rick Carmichael. Hey, so if people want to get in touch with you or they want to join Shine School or something, how would they find you? 
Yes, you can find me at brittanycarmichael.com or over on Instagram at the world by Brit. You can find all my self-love resources over on the website, including a free self-love meditation to help get you started on this path of learning to love yourself. That is so incredibly awesome. Britt Carmichael, once again, thank you very, very much for sharing Shine School and for joining us, joining us on your day off. Hey, hey, so there it is. Hey, this is a message that um, we've been trying to bring, I don't know, for the last couple of months, actually since we started the podcast. Hey, so if you like the podcast or if you find that it's useful, please, please, please leave us a review, a five-star review on iTunes. Um, leave us a rating and a review. But if you don't like it, forget about it. <laughs> yeah, totally forget about this message. We also want to thank Sarah and Blaine from Pretty Gritty. Uh, Sarah and Blaine, they are a band out of uh, Portland, Oregon, and we just want to thank them very much for allowing us to use their song, Pleased to Meet You, on our podcast. Um, that's cool. I think you can find... Actually, you can. You can find their music on, um, on iTunes. Peace and hair grease. <laughs>